Turn with me to Psalm 106. And that's where we're going to be in the moments ahead of us. To be uh, completely honest, um, we've been going through our Bible points that the VBS is looking at, just so that us as a church family is familiar with the verses and uh, what God is, is saying in that. And the Bible point for day number three is, when life changes, God is good. And with our graduates who are with us, is life changing? <laughs> Life's about to change. Life has been changing. And, and the verse, Psalm 106, verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Right? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Right? And that's like, it, it, there's so much contained in that verse. And uh, I just want to look at it there this morning. We'll be looking at Psalm 106. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we're so thankful, Lord, that there's nothing to be afraid of. Lord, when we have a personal relationship with You, um, we have Your promises. Lord, we have reasons to praise. Lord, we have privilege and power to, to approach when life changes. Lord, but You also, you also make us pause. Lord, You make us consider. You make us make decisions. Lord, and, and it's from that, Lord, that the message this morning comes, Lord, that we're, we're called to look both ways. And I just pray over the next several moments uh, before we, we have uh, something to eat, Lord, and we, we, we nudge our, our, our graduates on to the back, Laureate. Um, I just pray that You would guide us in these truths. And I just, just pray that it's all You. Let's pray these things in your precious name. Amen. Well, as I, I grabbed my Bible there, um, well, it'd be early this week, and I started reading through Psalm 106 to really um, grasp the idea of what the psalmist is writing in verse 1, right? And the other part of it was trying to figure out why the writers of the VBS program chose the, this verse from this psalm. And we're going to read through, read through the 48 verses just to get a grasp of it. But uh, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Not, not everyone can truly say that verse. Right? Not everyone is in a, a place of praising God. Not everyone is in a, a place of giving thanks to the Lord, recognizing His goodness. Not everyone recognizes His mercy. Right? And, and, and with that being said, the idea as we're going to read this psalm, the idea of people today needing to look both ways, right? As life changes, as things, as they encounter things, as, as their future is before them with their graduates. People today, God's people today, need to look both ways. And our upcoming generations need to look both ways before they make some of their decisions. Right? They need to look both ways before they step out into the, the future. They need to look both ways and see that there is a right way and a wrong way. They need to, to look both ways and recognize that there is a, a God's way and there's a, not a God's way. Right? And, and, and from this psalm, and you'll see, this is written about God's chosen nation. All right, this is Israel. These are people that, that God chose to be His people. And, and for whatever reason, and we don't have time to get into the theology of that, but 
for whatever reason, they stopped looking both ways and they found themselves in sinking sand. They found themselves visiting very dark places. They found themselves away from God. And that's a scary place to be. Um, Brian Trudeau found himself away from the Lord, right? Hardened hearts, right? I found myself away from the Lord for over ten years, right? There's many of us in this room that have, have found themselves in this place. So let's, let's read this psalm in light of, of looking both ways, whether it's your future decisions or what have you. Psalm 106, verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all His praise? Blessed are those who keep justice, and He who does righteousness all the time. Verse 4, Remember me, O Lord, with the favor You have toward Your people. O visit me with Your salvation. This could be physical there, but I mean he, he, he's also looking to God's promise of the Messiah, God's promise of Christ who was to come. Oh, visit me with your salvation, that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory in your inheritance. After verse 5, there's a shift. The people of God had begun making decisions after they left Egypt. The psalmist says, We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders. They did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea, I had myself pausing. I mean, this, this gets into some really serious Sunday school material here, right? Many of us go back to, to our childhood and we're remembering the, the children of God, Israel, in Egypt, right? For 400 years. And the ten plagues that God sent on Egypt and how He led them out with Moses. Those are like the, the foundations of our faith, right? But not everyone knows these narratives today. Not everyone knows how God displayed Himself in these ways. Right? These are powerful things we're considering. I was just thinking there it would almost be a good trivia, trivia game. Go through and be able to remember what story goes with what. Verse 8 says, Nevertheless, He, God, saved them for His name's sake, that He might make His mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it dried up. So He led them through the depths as through the wilderness. He saved them from the hand of Him who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their enemies. That's when the waters parted and then it closed on Egypt and Pharaoh and his armies. There was not one of them left. Then they believed His words. They sang His praise. It's only after all that that they, they began believing. They began praising Him. Verse 13 says, they soon forgot His works. They did not wait for His counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And He gave them their request, but sent leanness 
into their soul. When they envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord, the earth opened up and swallowed Dathan and covered the faction of Abraham. That's the sons of Korah. A fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up with the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molded image. This is at Mount Sinai. Thus they changed their glory into the image of an ox that eats grass. They, and this is God's people. Right? These, are, these are people that, that were watching God and the power of God from Egypt in the wilderness. They forgot God their Savior who had done great things in Egypt. Wondrous works in the land of Ham. Awesome things by the Red Sea. Therefore, He said, God said, that He would destroy them. And had not Moses, His chosen one, stood before Him in the breach to turn away His wrath, lest He destroy them. <laughs> then they, we see them in the promised land. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe His Word. They didn't believe God's Word, but complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. Therefore He raised up His hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their descendants among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. I hope you're picking out these Sunday school stories. You're following along that, that timeline with me. Okay? These, are, these are people that should know better. These are God's people that, that knew better. They joined themselves to Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices made to the dead. All right, there's some definite decisions being made here. Thus they provoked him to anger with their deeds, and the plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and intervened. And the plague was stopped. We remember that spear going through the man and woman that were um, doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And that was accounted to him for righteousness to all generations forevermore. <laughs> Verse 32. They angered him also at the waters of strife so that it went ill with Moses on account of him because they rebelled against God's Spirit so that he spoke rashly with his lips. This was the, the section of Scripture here that really began speaking to me in light of people's decisions. How could people so quickly turn from, from God's commands? Turn from God's person? How could people so quickly stop looking at both ways? Stop looking at what is right before God and, 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 and begin doing what's right in their own eyes and just listen to the things that the people of God were participating in. It said that they did not destroy the peoples concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the Gentiles. And they learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. Okay, that's a, a graphic. That's almost for today. You picture that in video games, right? I mean, that's normal for that, I think. But, but this is what God's people were doing. This is how quickly they reached that place and shed innocent blood, the blood of their daughters and sons and daughters. I mean, it, I don't have to get into what's going on today. This is the place where they, they were. 
whom they sacrificed idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled by their own works and played the harlot by their own deeds. Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that he abhorred his own inheritance, and he gave them into the hand of the Gentiles. And those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel and were brought low for their iniquity. Might as well just finish this chapter. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction, and we change now. God is watching, God is near, God has seen these changes. When he heard their cry, and for their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the multitude of his mercies, he also made them to be pitied by all those who carried them away captive. The psalmist Please save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Now for some of us that maybe don't know those stories, and, and aren't remembering those stories, that might be a lot to handle, but I invite you to go back and read through that. Uh, maybe not this afternoon or through this week. But walking away from God, forgetting to look both ways, happens very, very, very quickly. And when life changes, and this is the point there with their VBS kids, God is good. And my challenge this morning to the cold stream folks and our grads today is look both ways before you make decisions. Look both ways as you're stepping out in life. There are two ways. And as we approach, just to look at verse number 1, the idea of praising the Lord, oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. We have to kind of look at this, this psalm as a whole. We have to have a quick overview here. This psalm is, is written by an individual who is looking to the future. Right? He's looking to the future. He's praising God. But he's taking time. He's taking his time to look at the history of his nation first. Right? We just went through the, the course of, of, of where his people had been. Right? Where they had been walking. He takes his time looking at the history of his nation. And I really wish that generations today would do that. The writer takes his time going through the choosing of his nation as God chooses them. He takes his time going through the the rising of God's nation, but he takes his time going through the history of the falling of God's nation. The psalmist is taking his time with the history because history is there for us to learn from. Oh, praise the Lord. This psalm is written by someone, by a child of God, looking at his relationship with God. I mean, that's one of the most important things that we can encourage you with this morning, your relationship with God. Not everyone can say, praise the Lord. Not everyone is in a place to say, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. This believer, as he, he pens these words... This believer living by faith is looking as an Old Testament believer to the promise of Christ. And he's looking to the promise of Christ, to the perfect sacrifice who God had promised to come. That redeeming sacrifice for sin. 
right? Jesus Christ would go to the cross as payment. He would shed His blood as payment for that sin. The Bible tells us, and I'm sure many of us have heard this, and Brian, you, you shared this as well. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 We understand according to the Scriptures that, that God cannot be in the presence of sin. Right? He, he can't. He's a holy, holy God. That sin separates us from God. And there's a price required for sin. The Bible tells us that Jesus came. He was born as a baby in a manger. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. He lived a sinless life. And He willingly went to Calvary and paid that price with His life. The Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right? The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. Right? That's, that's, that's acknowledging that we're sinners. That's looking to Calvary and Jesus paying the price, shedding His blood. That's us asking for forgiveness and placing our faith in Christ and turning from our old ways and surrendering our lives to Him. It's the Gospel. The Bible tells us Christ died according to the Scriptures and that He was buried and He rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. When I think of, of, again, that idea of looking both ways and not everyone being able to say, praise the Lord. Not everyone being in that place of saying, oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. My thoughts go to that looking both ways. We know that there is a heaven for those who place their faith in Christ, who have a personal relationship with Christ. And we also know that there is an eternal hell for those who reject the Gospel, reject God's free gift of salvation. So there is a, a definite people who can say, praise the Lord, right? For their relationship looking to Christ. And there's a group of people who reject the Gospel and they cannot say those words. Their eternity is sealed. Right? Praise the Lord, there, there's that, that gift. Praise the Lord, there's that gift. It is, it is something Something to be a, a child of God. And that's where that challenge, look both ways. This psalmist is not only looking at his own relationship with Christ, he's looking at his nation's relationship with Christ. You know, if you look at this, he's recording where his own people have walked. And this would have been a heart-wrenching thing for him, right? Seeing them away, remembering them away, seeing the things that they were participating in. We could step into this psalm very quickly in the first five verses and see someone very excited about the future. Right? He's praising the Lord. He's excited. He's excited about the future. But by verse 6, by verse 6, this psalm takes a very different note. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. This, this guy is, is, is excited about the future, but then he finds himself dismayed about his country. Right? He's talking about his nation. 
He's excited about the future and he finds himself dismayed about his country. We find him dismayed about the morality, what we call morality according to God's commands, the things that the people are doing. He's dismayed. This man is dismayed about the spiritual condition of his people before God. I think of the the grads that are graduating. I think of the grads that are graduating. Life today is not a pretty thing to be graduating into. Life today is not a pretty thing to be graduating into. There is honest concern for your future. And we're back to this idea of looking both ways. Looking both ways as you make the decisions. Looking both ways as you you step into the future. Take your time to look both ways. This psalm and psalms were sung back in the day. They were sung in homes. They were sung in in public places. They were sung in political places, if you can picture that. I mean, we come, our culture today, uh, not all VBS songs like that, but we rarely sing today. That's just the the culture that we're in. So with that being said, I'm just picturing reading this. You know, this psalm was intended to be read in homes today. It's intended to be read in public places. Even political places. Places, but that's a foreign thing for the upcoming generation, isn't not? Is not scripture being read in homes? Scripture being read in public places, political places, right? Because we live in a world, a, a a world that's rejecting God, a world without Christ that's actively attempting to remove every acknowledgement of God, right? They're they're very active in it. They're promoting everything that opposes God's commands. And this, this, this psalm, Psalm 106, gives us an example of both paths, both roads. And we're back to, to, to look both ways. There is God's way and there is the way that is not pleasing before God. It wasn't that long ago I graduated high school. I just wrote this comment down. You think high school is a godless place. To grow up. Wait till university. Wait till college where they, they seek to remove God entirely, whether that's the lifestyle or that's the teaching. Um, they're going to do everything that they can to remove God from your life. Everything they can. Look both ways. Make the decisions now. This psalm is a, a message of deliverance. It's a message about God's salvation. It's a message about praising God for His grace. And God has always sent messengers. (laughs) Messengers with the message. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. God has always sent messengers to preach. God has always sent messengers to teach. God has always sent messengers to plead with the people in the state that they are in before God. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This psalm is about God's goodness. God provided salvation for Israel time and time again. And that's God's goodness. That's what this verse is talking about. God's mercy as the people reached out for anything and everything 
at times, but God. And we come back to that, that challenge. Look both ways. Look both ways in your decisions. Just as we, we close, trying to condense where God's people were in, in 48 verses, asking yourself the question in the midst of all this, how is this psalmist praising God? How is he writing these words? Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks for the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. How is He opening this psalm? And if you'll notice in verse 48, He closes it with praise the Lord! Exclamation mark. This psalmist is able to write these words because he has looked both ways. He's seen both roads. He's looked at people that have gone down the path away from the Lord and, and he's seen the, 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 the glory and the preciousness of walking with God on the right path. It's with that he can write these words. When we acknowledge God in our lives, when we acknowledge God's promises, when we acknowledge the salvation that we had, it does not matter the changes that are taking place in your life. Because we're looking both ways. We're looking both ways as, as our lives are changing and God is, is organizing them and, 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 and doing what God does. And, and sometimes it's explained, sometimes it's not there, but we're realizing that God is good in the midst of it. It's when we acknowledge Him. Acknowledge His promises. Acknowledge His salvation. It's then that we can say those words, praise the Lord in the midst of, of all the nonsense of the world. Praise God for being God. The psalmist brings us face to face with our sovereign Lord. Brings us face to face with the Creator. Face to face with a, a God that knows all. A God that's ever present. A God that's loving. A God that's merciful. A God that's given us the Word to guide us through these things. He's given us the King on the throne. The psalmist is bringing us face to face with our heavenly, heavenly Father. So as the psalmist has come to the place of looking at both ends of the spectrum, right? he is looking both ways. He's seeing the God's people rejecting Him. He sees what it, what it looks like and He's made a choice Himself. He's made a choice to choose God. He's made a choice to praise the Lord. He's made a choice to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. He's looking to God's goodness. His mercy endures forever. He looks to Christ for assurance of His future and surrenders to a future that is secured by faith in Christ. Life can change all at once, but your future falls to one thing. Your entire future falls to one thing, and that is your relationship with the Lord. That is your relationship with the Lord. Look both ways. With that being said, that's kind of why um, I believe us as a church we give you the best thing that we could give you for the grads, um, for the life changes that are ahead. Right? We give you the best thing that we can give you um, that you can use, that will lead you, that will show you both ends of the spectrum, that will pull you 
from things that you need to be pulled from that will guide you into things you need to be part of. Psalm 119, uh, verse 9, 10, and 11 says this, How can a young man... I'm a young man. I'm going to include young women in this too. How can a young man or a youth cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Right? And that's, that's something. Look, look both ways, grads. Right? You've got a lot of changes, a lot of, of decisions. Um, we're proud of you. We're your local church. We're here. The doors are open um, as often as I can keep them open. Right? We're here at any time. Um, we're here for you. Right? I am just going to, at this time, read the names of the graduates. Because again, I'm close, I might be able to get some of them, Lydgate and Foster, and, and, but uh, I don't trust my memory that much. But if you wouldn't mind, come on up. We have a Bible for you. And uh, I'd love to pray for you. And then we'll go up and get some grub. And I keep saying there we'd be eaten by 10 too, so we better hurry with this. Thank you for making the point of coming. I know you had a busy day. 